welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. You know, I said to Alex um, when we were up earlier that we finished last year with the session saying a significant woman is a woman who's faithful with what is in her hand. And it's been kind of the theme of the year and what we've been talking about. And when we were discussing and talking about it, the theme of She Speaks came up because often what's in our hand is the area and sphere of influence of which we've been given. And so sometimes people, we go, be faithful with what's in your hand, and people go, well, I don't know what that is. Uh, and we talked last time, you know, about our family and, and the area that we're in, and all of us can speak into our sphere of influence. And I found that when you, um, when you, when you talk with people, there are reasons why we don't speak. It's not because we don't want to really. I think when I sit down with most women and we talk about that, most of us want to impact and talk about the great things that Jesus has done for us and how he's changed our life and the wonderful things he's done. It's just that there are a few little things if we just made the adjustment we would find it easier. So it's not like evil intent. And there are sometimes, yes, some fears and some things that get in the way that we can deal with. But most of the time, it's just a few little adjustments. If we made those adjustments, we would be more effective in speaking into our world. So I just wanted to close with that scenario. And we've had Alex minister to us about how we speak over our life. Remember the opening night, just talking about the fact that we have to speak to us first. Because again, that scripture that says that um, to to love others, you've got to love yourself first. If you can't love yourself, there's no way you can show the love of Christ to others. You've got to accept it first to be able to give it. And so, you know, we've talked about that. And I just wanted to, I thought it would be good to close our session and picking up from where Alex left off about that fact that our words have power, not over our life, but over the lives of others. And I don't know about you, but that's an exciting prospect for me to think that what I say can help other people. Again, adversely what I say can hinder other people but that's why we spent this quality time together to be able to get the keys to be able to make the adjustments necessary so that when I speak to people I'm indeed speaking life I'm speaking hope I'm speaking favor over them I'm speaking inspiration I'm speaking destiny and life and joy rather than negativity and woe is me and all those sad things so I just want to spend a little bit of time this afternoon doing that just to bring trying to bring everything to a close And 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says, We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the field God has assigned to us, a field that reaches even to you. And whether you believe it or not, you have a sphere of influence. You have an area of which only you can reach. And the truth is we've got to get to have that revelation of, you know what, it's my workplace or it's my family. I mean, I've got kids at school. I have a sphere of influence amongst the school, amongst my kids' uh, parents and their friends and their families. I have a sphere of influence. I go to the gym. The people I come in contact with, I have a sphere of influence. I go to the shopping center, the same checkout chick or the guy each week. I have a sphere of influence. He can see I can speak into that situation. You know, you go and get things organized to come to a conference so you know you you go to the hairdresser you go to the beautician you get those hairs yanked off your legs and you've got a sphere of influence when they say to you what are you doing this weekend it's like well funny you should ask this is what I'm doing a sphere of influence that each of us have been given by God and each of us have a responsibility to speak up in that sphere of influence and speak up well and wisely Uh, one of our jobs here on earth is to connect people to God 
Because otherwise, if it wasn't true, if really we didn't have the responsibility or the object of connecting people to God, as soon as we had a revelation of what God has done for us and who we are, he might as well take us. But he's left us behind, and Alex has shared that, and other speakers who have been up here, were his hands and feet. And so some of us, for some people, we're the Jesus that they're going to see. They're going to see Jesus in me and how I handle conflict. They're going to see Jesus in me like Sally Ann and how she's sailed through the negativity. They see Jesus in Sally, how she has made the changes out of where she was to where she is. They see Jesus in Kerry when she shares about this is what I'm doing. And people say, well, why would you do that? Are you insane? She shares that it's the Jesus that people will see coming through her. So we need to speak up. And again, we're girls. We can talk. We know how to talk. We just got to talk the right stuff. You know, it's not the magazine. You oh, did you know that Posh Spice is pregnant? Po- yeah, that's her name. Is pregnant again, or this or that? Or like you were saying, Angelina and Brad—they've broken up for the hundredth time. It's like let's pe- speak positive stuff, stuff that brings life. Talking about people's destinies and their effect. And if you've had, if you've done life with people, you realise life is short. We've been given a span of years, and none of us know how long ours is. We say four score and 20. We don't know. We have a, and it's not a fear thing. It's, you know what, I want to make my life count. I don't know how long I'm here for, and I want to be here for the benefit of others. So we have an obligation to speak up. I remember listening to um, a friend of ours, and he was talking to men and women. He was talking about sex, and he said this interesting comment. He just said, you know what, Kath, a man don't know what a man don't know. So I'm like, what do you mean? And that's why we can laugh at the two brains thing, a tale of two brains. But you know what? It's quite true that a man don't know what a man don't know. We think he should know that because I know that. And but what do you mean you don't get that? He's like, that nothing box, it's for real. Okay, there is nothing. We go, what do you mean by that? Oh, I meant what I said. And we're all wired differently and do things. And I've found the same is true of the world. A world don't know what a world don't know. And this, I know that there is scripture that says, you know what, what if Jesus comes back and this person out in the, in the outer Mongolia has never been reached and, and creation speaks of God? Yes, creation does speak of God. And if you really want to get to that place, but you know, I don't want to leave it to creation. God has left me here to be able to do a job. So why, you know what, that's, to me, that's the backup plan. If I miss it, then somebody, that's God's grace, I believe, that I missed that opportunity, but there'll be others behind me. And if there comes to being no one, then creation will speak to the fact that there's a God and there's not evolution and a big bang and nothing became something. But I don't want to get to that point where I just trust in that. I want to be able to go, you know what, God, you've placed an assignment and a field just for me, and I want to speak up and into that. And evil prevails when good men or good women, remain silent. And I'm, what we were hoping with this whole concept is that, because again, girls, we're not often silent, but I want us to be wise. So rather than, sometimes we just go, oh, well, I won't say anything. It's like, you know, don't not say anything. Just say the right things. And so again, what I want to share, I hope, will help us as significant women make the most of every opportunity to speak up into our world. So just four points I thought, thought, thought that'd be easy, something we could... Hold on to it and just remember as you take them, you know what, I want to impact my world this week. God, I want to use every opportunity that you give me. And I think the first key for us to be more effective in how we communicate God to our world and in our influence is we've got to burden ourselves. I want to ask you a question. How responsible do you feel for people's salvation or people's lostness? How responsible do you feel? Is it like, well, it's not my problem. I didn't, I didn't separate them from God. Well, you know what, we didn't. But we need to have a responsibility and an understanding that, you know what, I need to speak to them. I feel a responsibility for them. 
According to the Collins Dictionary, responsible is having control or authority. See, what you feel responsible for is what you will respond to. Now, if you've been to Victory on a Sunday, you will notice we've got a great kids ministry. So when you come in, our kids have all been assigned a number, and so they go into whatever age level they're at, we leave them there. But we don't just leave them there and say, well, good luck, hey, whatever happens, case of it's your problem, I'll pick them up in a couple of hours. Now, every parent is given a card, and every child has an assigned number. You see, I'm responsible for my kids. So we can be sitting here in worship, and a number may flash up on the screen, which pretty much is saying that that child's number, there's a problem there. Mum, he needs his nappy changed. Mum, he's not very happy. Mum, we've tried every whatever. Now, when number 127 flashes up on the screen, I don't bat an eyelid. The reason I don't bat an eyelid is it's probably because it's Elise Otten's little kid gun. Cameron, taken after his dad. So I don't, don't bat an eyelid. But you know what? When number 33 flashes up on that screen... I'm out of here. Do you know why I'm out of here? Because number 33 is probably my little brat taken after her dad. (laughs) No, she takes after me. (laughs) Like you were saying, how many car conversations? I heard my, digressing, I heard my three-year-old say the other day, silly lady. I was like, what's that? Two minutes later, waiting to turn right. Well, silly lady, would you move? Okay, silly lady. (laughs) I'll respond to number 33. Why? Because I'm responsible. I've got control or authority over that. And I believe that God flashes numbers all over the place. We have opportunities of numbers for 33, 27, 69, 21, two fat ladies, 88. (laughs) Bingo, been there. (laughs) God is flashing numbers around all the time in forms of opportunity. And we miss them. And the reason we miss them is because we don't feel a responsibility. If you want to be better and effective in speaking up into your world, you need to ask God, give me a, res- a feel, a responsibility. I need a burden for the people in my sphere of influence. I need a burden for them. I remember reading a book by the, um, about the New York Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Remember him? He was the mayor in time at the time of 9-11. And he didn't, uh, his, the, story, the book is amazing. It just talks about he, he really transformed New York, took it from when it was very d- divey, had lots of ca- uh, <laughs> lots of gang and crime, and he really did a turnaround. But he had a, a sign on his desk which said, I am responsible. And he just decided, you know what, I may have employed the company and given them the contract that made that fall through. I didn't do the job. They did it. They failed. But I failed because I employed them. And we have to have that concept and just say, I'm responsible. You know what, I didn't cause that person's pain. I didn't cause that person's sickness. I didn't cause that person's separation from God. But I feel a burden for them and I am responsible to bring the answer that they need. I love it when Alex was sharing the testimony of her neighbour. She never, she didn't cause that lady to be nasty. She didn't cause that. She was already like that when she got there. But that burden of, you know what, I've got a responsibility here. I want to be able to speak up and into this situation. I didn't cause it, but I, I know the one who has the answer for it. So if you want to be effective in your speaking up into your sphere, then you need to have a burden, all right? Second key after you burden yourself is you need to free yourself. Jesus made the most of every opportunity. And sometimes we're just simply too busy. And hear hear me, hear me, hear me. I'm into busy. We don't want to be idle because idle just, what's that saying about idle is the devil's playground or something? You know, if you're idle, you can get, I'm not talking, but busy isn't always necessarily God. 
And we just try to get busy and busy and busy and then call it God. It's like, God's going, I'm not in any of that stuff. And so for some of us to be more effective in speaking up into our situations and circumstances and the sphere that God has assigned for us, we need to free ourselves. We need to get rid of some stuff. Jesus made the most of every opportunity. Alex again alluded to, to it today about the woman at the well. When you read that story, it's about a woman who came at the time of day, when, in the middle of the day when it's stinking hot, when you didn't get water. But she came to avoid people. Preceding that, it says how Jesus came to the world because he was tired and hungry. His disciples had left him because they'd gone on to get food. He sat at the well because he was tired. Jesus gets tired like us. He was human at that point in being. So he, but the truth was he had freed himself to be able to be able to minister to that woman. He ministered to that woman at her time of need. And some of us are too busy and too full of other stuff. We need to free ourselves, whether it be from things we're doing. But what about even some of the stuff Alex was saying about the garbage and the junk? Sally's saying about the container, all the, the stuff that's in us that stops us. It's not even necessarily our time. It's like, you know what, I'd love to speak up, but I'm so full of junk. While I speak up right now, wouldn't be helpful. In fact, it'd probably keep you in that situation rather than set you free. We need to free ourselves. 2 Peter 2.20 says, If you have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and overcome, then you are worse off at the end than you were at the beginning. So in other words, God saved you, set you free. If you got yourself all wrapped up in it again, you're no better off. You're back to square one. And we can do it as Christians in the name of, but I'm serving Jesus and I'm serving that. And hear me, I'm a church leader. I'm in for volunteering. I'm in for connecting people to their purpose. So I'm not advocating you do nothing. I'm just saying you've got to make sure what you're doing is connected with the purpose and what God has called you to. Because otherwise you're no better than before you got saved. That's what that scripture is saying. We need to free ourselves. Matthew Henry says this, our time is a talent. It has been given to us by God for some good end and it is misspent and lost when it is not employed according to his design. Busy isn't necessarily God. I remember a scene in um, Sabrina and uh, it's with um, Harrison Ford and the girl and she's... um, talking to and his name is Lionel he's quite wealthy and doing whatever and he's busy and doing stuff and making money and one day she just comes out with this comment she says you know what Lionel more isn't always better it's just more and sometimes we're doing that same sort of thing more isn't necessarily better it's more we're doing stuff that isn't necessarily good it's just doing stuff and we need to have that Sabrina mentality just goes you know what more isn't necessarily better it's just simply more doing isn't necessarily better I'm just actually doing keeping myself busy for the wrong things we need to free ourselves free ourselves of junk free ourselves time just making time in our day making space in our life that we can be ready for when the opportunity presents itself because I've been given a sphere you've been given a sphere God is wanting us to speak up into that we need to be ready Evaluate your life. Ask God for his perspective. Not, oh good, I've been looking for my out to get out of this. But going, God, what do you think? Okay, that, that's got to stay. Because what we'll do, this is what the heart says. And again, Alex referred, the heart is deceitfully wicked. I hate doing this. I love doing that. So in other words, God is saying, don't do this because I want to do that. You know what? God might be saying, now I'm not into the theology that God wants us to do what he hates because I believe God gives you the desires of your heart. But I'm just saying, the heart is so deceitful, we'll pick what we think it is rather than saying, you know what, God, you speak to me. Remember, Mary, not my will, 
but yours be done. Quite frankly, I'd rather have a husband and then not have the innuendo of what people are going to think about this unwed pregnancy, but not my will, yours be done. All right? So asking God, evaluating your life, your giftings, your callings, look at your goals, your responsibilities, and just say, God, help me. I want to free myself up. I want to make a difference, and I can make a difference by speaking up. Help me. One of the things that challenged me recently is um, because we've got an age gap between Mitchie, our son's 10, and our youngest daughter, Bailey's three, it's kind of like having number one, but with the experience of number three. So my other two are at school, and it's almost like I've got an only child during the day. So we do things together, and she does swimming and she does fairy dance. And um, often what I find myself doing is if I've got reading to do, book work to do, phone calls to make, I apportion that time for that because I think I've got half an hour, I'm sitting at the swimming centre, I can read in that time, I can do uh, note taking, I can do whatever, you know, admin sort of stuff, that's what I apportion, or fairy dancing, I'm not allowed to go in and watch, I've got to sit in the little room and watch the little screen, so I might as well be doing stuff because that's, for me, who is very admin orientated, I'm a tick off the list girl, that's my love language, like got it all down, cross off the list, feel good when my list is this long and there's lines all through it. That's how I operate. That's what I like. And I felt God challenged me because you know what? There's a room of women there. But sometimes I'm busy doing stuff. And so I think, okay, I won't do that now. I can do something else and I can do that there. And I felt God challenged me. You know what? There's your sphere of influence right there. And it's, can I tell you, it's a challenge because I've got to sit there and I'm so, I need to read and I need to be doing this, but I'm just, I'm waiting for, I'm trying to have conversations. I mean, the women are saying, oh God, here comes that woman who's trying to incite me in a conversation because I'm like... But I want to make my time count. So I can't just sit here waiting for an opportunity. So I'm going to make one. So how are you going today? <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a thing we're all facing, but we can all do it. And it's, it's a cost to me because I would normally do something else. I would much prefer to do something else. I feel like I've achieved more if I can do those other things. But I know God is saying to me, you know what, Kath? Free yourself up so that you're there ready for when that mum sits to you. She's just come in from the car park. She's fought with her child. She's literally kicked that child into fairy dance. All nice in her little prissy thing, but she's ready to kill her. And you can just have that, hey, how you going? And go from there. So free yourself. Third key, feed yourself. One of the reasons we don't speak up is because we actually lack confidence. We just think, you know, what, what if I ask me that question? I don't know if I could answer them. What does the black horse with the red rider and the roids down here mean? Like, I don't know. We don't speak up because we lack confidence. We don't feel we have the answers. Well, here's our responsibility. It's our job to feed ourselves. We don't put this conference on to fool the calendar. We put this conference on because we understand women need time to draw aside, to come and gather together, to get a dynamic that they can't get in just a normal church service because it's just girls. We put this conference on because we believe God has plans and purposes for each and every one of us. And it's an opportunity to be fed. It's not an opportunity for me to decide, do I think I want to go to the conference or not? I'll see what's in my diary. For me, it's a non-negotiable. It's like, because I'm going to get fed. And when we talk about feed yourself, there's the resources galore. There are Sunday morning services in this church, in the churches that you belong to, Sunday morning, Sunday night. There's connect groups. There's God's word. There's the Holy Spirit. It is our responsibility to feed ourselves. 
The Bible says, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. In other words, nobody can take your confidence from you. You choose to chuck it away. And we chuck it away because you know what? We haven't done what we know we need to do to feed ourselves. We may never have all the answers, but we don't have to worry about that. We just, our response is, I'm going to feed myself. I'm going to go to the resource book center. I'm going to buy this book. I want to feed myself. The Bible, I think I got the scripture here. It says, John 16, 13 says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, you come. You give me the answers. There's another scripture that talks about, don't worry about what to say. You don't worry about what to say. He says, I'll give you the words. But can I tell you something? If you haven't done your homework, if you haven't put the word in, it ain't coming out. So we sit there and think, it's like with diet and exercise, Hey, come on. We don't want to do the work, but we want the results. So I don't want to watch what I eat, and I don't want to exercise, but gee, I want to look like Angelina Jolie. It's like, honey, it ain't going to happen. I'm not going to look like her anyway because shape's different, but I could look like a better me if I actually exercised and watched what I ate. But I don't want to put the work in. I just want the results. And that's a picture of what we do spiritually. You know what? If I feed myself on the right stuff, if I get the right stuff in at the appropriate time when I need it, the Holy Spirit will bring to my remembrance what I need to say. But you know what? We get scared because we know intrinsically it ain't there. I, haven't, I can't go to that. Have you ever? This happened to me when we were on holidays. I maxed my credit card to my shame. And so I went to buy something. You know, when you, go, when you know you've got your credit card, and I know what my limit is, and it's cool, and I go there, and the guy tells me, I'm sorry, it's declined. I'm like, dude, it, it can't be. He's like, no, he said, tried it three times. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ring the bank. So I'm already, I'm on the rampage. My bank is going to cop it. I know what my credit limit is, and there is no way. So when I'm on the phone, I'm saying, she goes, it's over the limit, and it's this much. I'm going, how can it be this much? So I said, so don't read And I just heard from one of Mitchie's soccer mates how, they'd bought some stuff on the internet and they had all these illegal, like six grand's worth of illegal transactions. So instantly I'm like, someone's done it to me. So I'm saying to her, start reeling them off. So she's reeling, I'm going, mine, 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 mine. Oh, I think I've maxed my credit card. (laughs) But you know what? The confidence I went, because you know what? When I know my credit card's paid for, I can go because I know it's there. Or your bank account, you go to ever gone to ATM and you're just hoping, please has my pay gone in, please has my pay gone in. It's a completely different concept for when you know when your pay's in, you just go there and push the buttons. And that's how we deal with God all the time. We don't feed ourselves. There's nothing in, and yet we want him to make withdrawals all the time. We need to feed ourselves. You want to speak up and be more effective and speak life into your situation, then feed yourself. It's your responsibility. We put the conference on. Church is on on Sundays. Your connect groups are on during the week. You've got girlfriends you can do life with. There's our resource. There's Kurong. There's Word. There's the internet now where you can download anything. There's there's no excuse, girls. There is absolutely no excuse. You need to feed yourself. And fourthly, I want to finish with this. You need to be yourself. You want to talk about being effective in your sphere of influence, then be yourself. I've loved watching Alex. And as a communicator, you can sit there and go, oh, that's a good idea, that's a good idea. But you know what? God doesn't want me to try and be Alex. It would look ridiculous because she's quite funny and hip. I don't have rhythm. So I'll be going... <laughs> So it's like, he's like, he just wants me to be myself. Because you know what? Alex has a sphere of influence that she's working into. 
God's given me a sphere of influence. If he wanted Alex in my sphere, he would have given my sphere to Alex. But he gave me my sphere, so he needs me. You know, he doesn't need me trying to be Alex or me trying to be this or me trying. He doesn't need you trying to be someone. He just wants you to be you. You want to be effective in your sphere? Just be yourself. And again, coming back to what Alex said, you can't be yourself if you don't like yourself, girlfriend. You've got to get to that point. God, Psalm 139 says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. To believe anything else is to say, God, you're a liar. You didn't make me that good. You made me like this. You made me like that. I'll never forget Max, Sam, uh, Sally's first husband when he was alive, in a prayer meeting. And he says, you know that scripture talks about the lump of clay. He says, can you imagine the pot going, what God? No handle? And we do it all the time. Here's this, what should the mate, the pot say to the maker like how dare you make me this way it's like you know what have you ever made stuff our three-year-old daughter she loves makeup stories okay so dad started this thing because dad's a great storyteller so I'm always like daddy's tradition daddy does but if daddy's not around mummy's got to do the makeup story but here's the thing that's started to happen the makeup story has to go a certain way if I try anything different it's like no 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 no, it's this. It's Princess Bailey. No, 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 no. There's cats. And the other day I just went, whoa, is this a makeup story? She goes, yeah. And I said, well, then I'm making it up. She said, no, no, no. I said, well, it's not a makeup story and I'm out of my responsibility. She goes, no, I want a makeup story. You know what I mean? She's telling me I want a makeup story, but as long as you do it this way. It's like, it's not a makeup story. That's your story. <laughs> Be yourself. We've got people who are trying to, who they're being like Bailey. Now, give Bailey grace. She's three. We're training her. We're teach- Sorry, I'm spitting. We're training her. We are teaching her. But we're 40, 30, 20, 60. And we're going, no, 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 no. The makeup story is this way. And God's going, oh, no, no, no. Makeup story is my way. Be yourself. Edwin Elliott says, by being yourself, you put something wonderful in the world that wasn't there before. The God, do- the, God the world doesn't need... A whole lot of simple, same, everybody looking the same. The world needs different. It needs women who are comfortable with who they are. Women who are confident in what they've been called to do. Women who are confident and comfortable with who they are. I'm not into that. I'm not into this. I'll tell you, if you want to tick me off, you bring up that girly girl thing. Someone sitting here right now, she knows it, in the cafe last week. She said, yeah, I'm just not into that girly girl thing. And I just went, you know what? God gave you an X chromosome. Get over it. You know what? You don't have two Ys, all right? You've got an X chromosome. Who said girly girly is the thing? Look around. I love Sally being up here because you wouldn't say she's a girly girl. Even Sally Ann says, well, she doesn't feel like she's a girly. What is this girly girl? It's like, you know what? We're women. Girls, stop fighting each other. Stop hating one another. It's like, you know what? I've called you to do life with one another. We're our best advocate. And yet we're so busy being like cats and fighting one another. It's like, get over it. You've got an X chromosome. You are female. And if I have to strip you naked so you know, it's like, do it, please. Come on. I know it does. It ticks me off. I'm sorry. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not a girly girl. I've only learned to put makeup on the last 10 years. I had to go and get lessons because I didn't, I didn't know how to wear makeup. Does that make me girly girl? Does it make you not girly girl if you don't wear makeup? It's like my, I discovered my husband liked me with makeup. So because I'm now no longer my own, 
I put makeup. I would actually prefer no makeup. I know I'm 40 now. When I look in the mirror, I need makeup. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? So where's this concept of it's girly girl, it's got to be this and that? It's like you're female. God's made you female. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He's made you different. He's got a plan for you. Be yourself. Because you know what? When you're yourself, you set others free. When you're too busy trying to be someone else, you're keeping someone else who's bound up by their own insecurities and their own things. If you would be bold enough to go, this is me, this is who I am, I like it, you might actually set someone free. Like, wow. One of the biggest compliments I got, we had some leaders, we went on a retreat and we had other church leaders there. And this girl said to me, you know, and we were talking about just trying to bully people up and what's their best asset, you know, because everyone hates that, you know. Let's talk about Kath and say what we like about her or don't, you know, what encourages or whatever. And this woman said, you know what I like about Kath? She makes me feel like I can do it. Because if she can, wow. <laughs> Literally how said. But you know, I didn't take that as offensive. If I thought, maybe because I'm naive, if I thought about it, I thought, what are you trying to say? <laughs> but to me, that's a compliment. She was saying, wow, because I just, what I see here is what I see there. And if you can do it, I can. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. That's what I live for. <laughs> I can do this. Any of you can do this. I'm just saying, be yourself. Our calling may be different. The way we package it is different. I watch some people, how they do it and think, I don't know how you do that. I couldn't do that in a fit. And yet some people look at what I do and go, I don't know how you, you know what? You don't have to do what I've got to do. And I don't got to do what you got to do. And thank God that he's made us that way and that we can be confident in doing that. Just be yourself. You want to be effective. You want to speak life to your family and your friends. Be yourself. Set them free by being you. There is no greater thing, no greater joy bringing to life than when you're just happy with who you are. God, I just say to people now, if they've got a problem with me, I say, take it up with God. He made me. This is the way I am. Not advocating sin. I know there are some things that I can do that God's not happy with and he's working with me and I'm working on those things. But at the end of the day, if you want to take issue over the way God has fashioned and created me, you've got issues with him and not with me. And that's how we need to be. We've been given a sphere of influence and we need to not only speak over our lives, but we need to speak over to the li- over the lives of those we come in contact with because we, our words, can frame their lives. I want to get to the end of my walk and God say, here's your trophies. And they're not riches and they're not jewels, but they're people. He says, see this person? This person, this person, this person. This. I love it when I hear Sally Ann and Sally up here. I think of Sally when she first came. And I, I, read, I read her book. I can't even remember some of the stuff she writes in there. Some of the stuff, I've, I've just completely forgotten some of the stuff we've walked through. And I listen and when she gets invites and what's happening in the prisons and the things she's doing, she's speaking on all these conferences. And I just think, that's my crown. That's, God, that's what I give to you. That's my, like, Jesus... That's just my, I was myself. I've been able to help set someone free. Be yourself. Speak into the life of those around you. We want to be women who speak into our world. We want to be women who frame the world of others for the good. Not because anything in us is great, but because we've come into contact with the one who is great. We will be effective in us in speaking into our world when we burden ourselves, when we free ourselves when we feed ourselves, and when we are ourselves, Amen? Amen. Awesome. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen. 
and God bless.